The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory, Glory to you, Lord. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you're sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is on this, and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the, that, the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Death and taxes, the two absolutes, as they say. And since it's true that these two things cannot be avoided, it seems like we need to have an approach to each of these that is rooted in our faith. And when it comes to death, well, I think Jesus has shown us the way that we can approach the reality of death through his own death and the promise of the resurrection. But what about when it comes to taxes? Has Jesus given us an approach to paying taxes that is both faithful and lawful? Well, in our gospel today, I think we can glean some insight from Jesus that will help us to do just that. So to break it down for you, our gospel today tells us a story where the Pharisees and the Herodians are trying to entrap Jesus with a question. Typical, right? Religious leaders in the gospel of Matthew have a long history of testing Jesus with the hope that they'll get him to say something incriminating. Only this time, they're conspiring with the Herodians or the Roman loyalists. So there seems to be literally no way out of the question that they pose to Jesus. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? Jesus seems to have one of two options. Either condone the empire by saying, yes, it is lawful to pay taxes, thus giving the Pharisees exactly what they need to finally discredit Jesus' authority, or Jesus can engage in outright sedition by encouraging his listeners not to pay taxes, thus giving the Herodians exactly what they need to convict Jesus of breaking the law. But Jesus won't allow himself to be trapped into this either-or situation. He knows the nuance of this scenario and the implications. So he asks for them to provide a coin that would typically be used to pay taxes. And he asks, and I'm paraphrasing, whose face do you see? They identify the person's face as Caesar, the emperor. And that's when Jesus has his mic drop moment. He says, give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's and to God the things that are God's. Jesus takes their either or scenario and turns it into a both and. 
and it's brilliant. And it leaves everyone speechless. And it says that they went away. But even though that's an amazing mic drop moment of Jesus's, I want to actually focus a bit more on the first question that he asked them. Whose face do you see? Because I think that question, as people of faith, can give us a lot of insight. It can give us a lot to think about and to reflect on as we consider what is right of us as people of faith. We can use that question to reflect like when you're driving and the person in front of you is just enraging you and you want to speed up and give them the stink eye. You can ask yourself, whose face do I see in that other driver? Or better yet, if you end up going through with it and driving up to them and giving them the stink eye, you can ask yourself, whose face would they see? Is it the face of God? Or when you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror, whose face do you see? Do you see the face of God, the creator whose image you have been created in? Or bring this conversation back to taxation. Whose face do you see when you pay your taxes? Is it the face of God in the person on the street who could benefit from public housing or universal health care or a strong social safety net? Or do you see the face of those who use the tax system to exploit the poor and just further enrich the wealthy? When we look at all of the ills of our society, from racism to violence to exploitation, it can feel like God's face is absent. How then can we as people of faith even participate in these godless systems? In those moments where it's difficult to see God's face, maybe instead of removing ourselves or looking away, we can look again. In our text from Exodus today, Moses is actually kept from seeing God's face because If he sees God's face, it says he will die. And even though that seems a little outlandish, I think it's actually true for us as well. If you imagine us in our own society, seeing God's face isn't hard because God's face is absent. Seeing God's face is hard because we'd have to see God's face in the places that we'd rather not look. I think about this personally when I look into the eyes of someone experiencing homelessness. It's almost too much to bear. And I look away or I look down because the image of God in that person's face means that I will have to die. Or at least I'll have to die to the part of me that believes that I am where I am and they are where they are because we both deserved it. That individualistic, merit-minded part of myself must die until I am resurrected to see the interconnectedness and the oneness that I have with all the people of this earth who suffer. With our eyes focused on the face of God in all of those who suffer, I think that is then how we can then navigate the oppressive systems of our world without legitimating them. The faces of the empire might be printed all over our currency, but God God is the ruler over all things, and it is our obedience to God that rules us. Unsurprisingly, Martin Luther, the forefather of the Lutheran church, had a lot to say about this. He wrote, 
The Christian submits most willingly to the rule of the sword, pays his taxes, honors those in authority, serves, helps, and does all he can to assist the governing authority, that it may continue to function and be held in honor and fear. But, but that obedience has its limits. And Luther also wrote, but, as often happens, the temporal power and authorities, or whatever they call themselves, would compel a subject to do something contrary to the command of God or hinder him from doing what God commands. Obedience ends and the obligation ceases. In such a case, man has to say what the apostle Peter said to the rulers of the Jews. We must obey God rather than men. And all of this matters right now especially right now in Illinois, with the issues that are in front of us. We have a constitutional amendment this year on our ballot. It's called the fair tax. And this amendment could change the tax system in Illinois from a flat tax, where everyone pays the same income tax rate, to a graduated income tax, where those with higher incomes would have a higher income tax rate. And I cannot use this pulpit to tell you which way to vote on that issue. But I would encourage you to consider whose face it is that you see as you cast your ballot this year. Do you see the face of God, the one who shows himself in the oppressed, the marginalized, and the exploited? Or do you see the face of the oppressor, the one who is doing the exploitation? As Christians, we are citizens of the kingdom of God, while simultaneously being citizens of the kingdom of this world. So as dual citizens, we are paradoxically caught in this situation where we pay taxes that the empire has imposed upon us, while simultaneously actively resisting the empire and working to promote an alternative kingdom of God, one that is free of oppression, one that's free of violence, and one that's free of exploitation. You see, the task in front of us, it's not an either-or proposition. It's a both-and. We are to give to the emperor, therefore, the things that are the emperor's. And we are to give to God the things that are God's. And through all of that, I think the hardest part is to keep our eyes focused on God, whose face will definitely show up for us in the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the naked, the sick, and the imprisoned. In this way, with our eyes focused on God, who rules over all the systems, we will then be able to move closer to God's kingdom, one that is making its way into our world. But it's making its way into our world in the ways that we wouldn't originally see, not from the top down, but from the bottom up. And many have fallen through the cracks of our society, but it's through those very cracks that the light of God is coming into our broken world. Amen.